morning, IBCM, and uh, welcome to our daily time of Bible study and prayer on this Tuesday morning, September 28th. God bless you this morning, and I'm praying that already you're experiencing the presence of God in a powerful and personal way. I know you know this, but let me just remind you that uh, in Christ, you have a relationship with God that is real and personal. And I just want to take this opportunity this morning to encourage you, to remind you of what you know deep inside. It's a soul deep understanding that God loves you. God demonstrated his love for us in that just at the right time, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you. So I just wanted to remind you of that this morning. I feel like probably many of us need a word of encouragement today. And so I wanted to give that word of encouragement to you because I care for you. I love you. And I pray that you will experience his love for you today. With that in mind, let's begin with a portion of Psalm 28. Let me read, start with verse 6, Psalm 28, and I'm going to read verses 6 to the end, 6 through 9. Psalm 28, 6 to 9. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the sound of my pleading. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart celebrates, and I give thanks to him with my song. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. Save your people, bless your possession, shepherd them, and carry them forever. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is our shield. The Lord is our shepherd. And so today, our heart celebrates. In spite of the discouragements around us, in spite of the hardships that we are enduring because of this pandemic, in spite of all the uncertainties in this world and in this life, the Lord is our strength, our stronghold, our refuge, our shepherd, and so we can celebrate. We can find reasons for joy today. And we have hope and we have peace and we have calm today. This morning I was reading in my quiet time, 1 Thessalonians 5, first um, 11 verses, I believe it was. And in that passage, Paul reminds the church in Thessalonica that Jesus has promised to return. Though his return will be like a thief in the night for those who were lost. For us who live in the light, it will not take us by surprise. And so Paul instructs us to be sober, to be awake, to take heart, um, to be prepared. So we have peace and we have joy and we have calm because we have the promise of Christ Jesus. Our hope is in him. Father, we thank you for this psalm. We thank you for your reminder that you shepherd us, that you carry us, 
that you hear our prayers, that you respond to our needs, that even though the world seems very dark right now, we are people of the light. You have transferred us from darkness to light. And so we have hope, we have comfort, we have peace, and we have reason to celebrate. Our hearts are steadfast because you abide in us and we praise you. And it is from that or in that context of certainty in you, comfort in you, hope in you, strength in you, that we lift up our needs to you this morning. There's a young man in Chicago named Jeff who is struggling. He is hanging on for dear life, infected with COVID. He has a wife and children. And we're praying alongside them that he will be healed. There are our own friends, church members and friends and family here in Manila who are struggling, struggling financially because they've lost work and income. And we pray, God, that the people of our church will stand beside each other, that we will share our resources with each other and help each other. We're also praying for the Garcia family in their time of mourning and discouragement. We pray that you will comfort them and encourage them, give them hope. We're praying for our church planters in Pangasinan, in Ilocos Sur, in Cebu, in Leyte, in Zamboanga, other parts of Mindanao, here in Metro Manila. Our missionaries in Japan and Indonesia. Lord, we pray that they will put on the armor of God today, that we all will, but especially these servants of yours. We pray that they will put on the armor of God today to be steadfast, strong, prepared to defend against the enemy, to resist temptation, to flee from the devil, to stand strong in faith, and to share the gospel. We lift up countries like Myanmar and Afghanistan where the church is threatened, where there is chaos on top of the pandemic, we pray that your name will be made known there and also here in the Philippines. And I'm praying for my brothers and sisters on this, in this Bible study, online Bible study today, that you will guard their hearts from discouragement, that you will resurrect hope and joy, that you will provide all of their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We love you and we praise you. And now, Lord, teach us through your word this morning. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right, let's turn our hearts to the word now, and let's look at a passage in 1 Peter. We are continuing to focus on the value of serving today, the value of serving. We are learning uh, not only the call to serve, but the value 
that is that you place on serving, the value it brings to our own relationship with you, the value that our serving brings to other people. We're going to read 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. Let me begin with a story. It's late in the afternoon, and a young couple have arrived home from a business trip. They are exhausted from this two-week trip. A lot of work, away from home, living out of a suitcase. They return exhausted. When they come inside their home, they see sitting on the table a box. And on that box, taped to the box, is a note from... Martha, the wife, Martha's mother. The note explains that, that Martha's parents knew that they would be returning today, that they would be exhausted, that the kitchen pantry would probably be bare, and the box was a box of groceries for them. Martha and her husband, John, are so relieved and filled with joy that her parents, who lives nearby, who have been taking care of their home while they're away, was, were thoughtful enough to give them this gift. They retire to bed, and in the middle of the night, about 1 a.m., they hear a knock on the door. And the man, John, throws on a robe and, and goes to the front door, and, and a little bit reluctantly, because it's 1 a.m., he, he peeps through the peephole in the door, and there he sees, standing in the light of the porch light, their next door neighbor, Henry, with each of their two children, one on each hand. He's wondering, why are they here at 1 a.m.? He opens the door and asks, what's wrong, Henry? And he said, well, Linda, that's Henry's wife, Linda has just gone into labor, and I need to rush her to the doctor. This is the day. And, and we have no one that we can think of to take care of the kids except you, our good neighbors. Well, Martha and John love Henry and Linda. How can they say no? And so they say, yes, we will take care of your children, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, boy and girl. So they bring the two children inside. They take the uh, suitcase with their belongings they uh, take them to a guest room and, and put them to sleep and, and pray for them and, and encourage them and tell them everything's going to be all right. When you wake up tomorrow, you'll have a new, a new sister. They knew it was a girl. And then it hits John. We've just come home. How are we going to feed them breakfast? We have, we have no food. Martha says, silly, don't you remember? God has already prepared us. My parents left a box of groceries, delighted that God had gifted them the resources to serve. They go to bed, and the next morning and all through the day, they take care of Linda and Henry, Henry's children, rejoicing in the gift of service to them and rejoicing that they can give a gift of service to Henry and Linda and their two children. There is joy in serving. Now let's read this passage in 1 Peter, verses 7 to 11. 
The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above, above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. That story I told catches the heart of what Peter is saying to us. When we read the end of all things is near, that does not necessarily mean that it's today or tomorrow or even next year. But we have the promise from Jesus that he is returning to make everything right, to return the earth back to that Garden of Eden pristine condition to bring down a new heaven, a new earth on which the saints, all of us, will live together with Christ in perfect fellowship and communion forever. So no matter how dark the night, we know that the morning is near. And with that hope, with that joy, with that great expectation that Christ's return is just around the corner, so to speak, we can take the opportunity to live in that light and to be the light to others through service, especially within the body of Christ. Peter is speaking to the church, and when he says, be hospitable to one another. He's talking about that close koinonia, that close community and fellowship that we talked about uh, two Sundays ago. And it is in that close community, that close fellowship, deep relationship that is tied corporately to our individual and personal relationship with Christ Jesus. It is in that context and in that light that we are the light, that we serve each other. Serving is a joy. Now, let me share with you six truths that the Lord revealed to me last night when I was studying this passage, preparing for our Bible study this morning. Six timely truths for our sober and alert service within the body of Christ. The first truth I want to point out is our resource for serving. Look at verse 10, where Peter says that each one has received a gift. Now let's talk about those gifts that God has given us to serve. Some of those gifts that God has given us to serve are our innate abilities 
and talents that we were created with. Each one of us is a creation of God. And when God individually shaped us, as the psalmist writes, he, he, God has weaved us in our mother's wombs, woven together in our, in our mother's wombs. God created us not only with physical attributes, but with talents and abilities. This is a gift from God, the talents and abilities that he has given us. Another gift that God has given us is the gift to learn. And so the passions that God has given us, that we pursue, he gives us the minds and the capacity to learn skills and to develop these skills. These also are a gift of God. And then the moment we trusted in Jesus as Savior, Christ sent the Spirit to dwell in us. And the Spirit does more than just dwell in us. He equips us. Each one of us has received at least one spiritual gift. These are gifts from the Holy Spirit. They are supernatural. They're not natural to us. They, they are God-like abilities and capacities, spiritual gifts. It might be the gift of teaching. It might be the gift of evangelism. It might be the gift of knowledge. It might be the gift of prophecy. It could be the gift of languages. There are numerous spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives each one of us, not just pastors and missionaries, but every believer has received spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit, talents, abilities, learned skills, spiritual gifts, all given to us by God as a resource for serving. Again, verse 10, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others. These are the resources that God has given us to serve. Isn't that exciting? Second truth. The second truth I want to share and remind us of is our motivation for serving. Look back at verse 8. Above all, maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins. There, love covers a multitude of sin. Um, Peter is, is quoting Proverbs 4, 8. Christ's love covered our sins. When we repent of our sin and confess Jesus as Lord, all of our sins are covered by his righteousness. And that is echoed in our love for each other. We can bear with one another. We can endure with one another. We can forgive one another because of love, constant love, which means consistent, equitable love. Our motivation for serving is love for others. This is our motivation, not to gain a reputation for ourselves, not to make ourselves known, not to get noticed, not to get approval from God. We are saved by grace, not by works. Our reason for serving each other is our love for God and our love for his people, our love for each other. And that love 
mentioned here by Peter is that unconditional, self-giving, sacrificial, no strings attached love that God has for us. So our resource for serving is a gift from God. Our motivation for serving is God's love for us and our love for others. Now look at our power for serving. Verse 11, if anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides. Our power for serving is the strength of God. That is a big relief to me. Because you know what? Sometimes I'm weary. Sometimes I lack inspiration. It's not that I don't love others, but sometimes I lack motivation. Sometimes I feel weak. Sometimes I feel unworthy. Sometimes I'm discouraged. Sometimes I need help. So where do I find the strength to serve others, to deny myself, to put away my own needs, to consider others' needs and interests more important than my own? Where do I find this power, this strength? It is in my relationship with Christ Jesus. He is my strength. And so when I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling those uh, discouragements, I pause and I pray and I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me and empower me and equip me to serve others. The power for serving is the strength of God through the Holy Spirit. Now, look at our expression in serving. Verse 9, be hospitable to one another without complaining. Our expression of serving is hospitality given without complaint, without regret, without whining, but with joy. The word hospitable here means generous. And so our expression of service is generosity. It's an act of generosity that we give to others. It is an expression of God's grace. Just as he has been hospitable to us. Here's the picture. Here's another picture of that word hospitable. It even means being generous to strangers and to guests. So here is a God who looks upon a sinful man, David. And he loves him so much that he sends his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross, taking upon himself the wrath that I was due to receive because of my sin. Jesus took the wrath of God, my own punishment, my own separation, my own sin upon himself, and he died for it. He took the punishment, and then he rose again to defeat the death that once controlled me. And when I repented and confessed him as Savior and Lord of my life, he cleansed me of all of my sin. He gave me grace. And now the Father welcomes me, once a stranger, but now not only a guest, but a member of his household. That's the picture of hospitality. We welcome people into our lives. 
our expression in serving is this kind of generous hospitality in which we consider others a brother or a sister. Now, let's look at our accountability in serving. Just as each one has received a gift, verse 10, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. Our accountability in serving, in serving is stewardship. We are stewards of God's grace. Remember that parable that Jesus told in which a master gave his servants um, portions, gifts. And remember that uh, one servant multiplied it. He had five and he brought back 10. One servant had, I think, two and he brought back, he, he doubled it as well. One servant buried his gift in the sand because he was afraid he might lose it. And you remember that Jesus had good words for those faithful stewards and they, he gave them rewards. He multiplied their reward because they had been good stewards of the gifts that they had been given. The lesson in that parable is that God did not give us grace to bury it in the sand of our own private existence. He has given us grace. It is an endowment. It is a stewardship. And so our accountability for service is our good stewardship of the grace that God has given us. When we serve others, that is multiplying God's grace. And he responds to us with those cherished words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, last of all, let's look at our goal in serving. First of all, our resource for serving is a gift from God. Our motivation for serving is love for God and others. Our power for serving is the strength of God. Our expression in serving is generous hospitality to all people. Our accountability in serving is that we are stewards of God's grace. Our goal in serving, verse 11, second half. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Our goal in serving the glory of God. We want to bring glory to God. We want to make him known. When we serve others, when we multiply God's grace, when we use our gifts to love others and to serve others, it makes him known. It makes him famous. It builds his renown. The spotlight is on him because our resource to serve, our box of groceries that the Father has given us to serve others who come to our door. That honors him. That brings him glory. 
Our goal in serving is the glory of God and the expansion of his kingdom, the multiplication of his grace to others. I don't know about you, but this passage really encourages me and really inspires me. I know from this truth, from these truths, that even in the dark of the night, even when I'm tired, weary, even discouraged, God has resourced me and he gives me opportunities to serve him. And that gives him glory and that gives him joy and that benefits others and allows them to see the light of Christ. Today, let's look for opportunities to be God's good stewards of grace by serving someone today. Father, thank you for these powerful truths that you have taught us this morning. And we pray that during the day today, these truths from your word will come to mind. And that when we have an opportunity to serve others without complaint, with great joy and satisfaction, we will multiply your grace by our generous hospitality to others. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for joining me today. Be encouraged. Be ready. Let's be ready to serve today. God bless you. I hope you have a great day today. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. <music>